Therapy. Thank you guys so much for joining me tonight on another episode. And as always, I'm grateful for your support. And thank you guys so much for sharing um, all over the world. This, it's just incredible to see some of the countries that are involved here with these, this podcast. Uh, I also want to remind everyone, we are currently in the middle of Mercury retrograde. Oh yes, Mercury retrograde and its astrological miracle that just... <laughs> It kind of provides so many glitches for us electronically. Also glitches with me. I think it, it happens often um, with my speech, with my memory, with my thought process. And I'm I'm usually pretty organized with my thought process, but it's uh, tricky to to get this focus going when we are currently in this Mercury retrograde business. And listen to me, even if you don't believe in it, it believes in you. <laughs> so you know, it's, it's there. It's there, friends. I, I was experiencing stuff even before I even knew what it was. And finally, when I figured out why I was experiencing these symptoms, it really is a, an amazing thing to, to figure out. And it just makes me want to be grounded a little bit more on these times these days than any other time, more so, you know? So today I, uh, kind of got to thinking about focus and concentration. I often speak to teachers and people in the field with working with children and even as adults, they experience the idea of poor concentration and many of them want to place a disorder on it. You know, a lot of times we call this ADHD or just fancy shit that we don't really need to call it. It's, it's a, it's a human skill that can be very much worked with and excelled and strengthened. But we have to actually work with it. We have to want it basically for us to continue with that skill. A pill, my friends, will not solve it. It will, however, give you the impression that you can temporarily have this skill, but you're not really going to have this long term because you're not exercising the actual skill within you. So, do people have symptoms of ADHD? Well, I don't, I don't really, I, I don't, I don't know about all that. I think that concentration can be learned because I know the difference with me before I began to quiet my mind. I was having difficulty with memory. I really could not concentrate to even read a book for less than <laughs> 10 minutes. Um, it, 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 my mind was just too loud. And I realized later as I quieted it down, could not have been any any good because of so much loudness. It's really a loud brain kind of problem. And so today I want to make sure that we demystify the idea of concentration. It's not that some people chemically have some kind of imbalance. <laughs> That's why they're not able to concentrate. I mean, when we give you a pill, unfortunately, we give you that impression that it's a chemical situation. But as you already know, and if you heard me before I tell you that we produce this chemistry, and that the brain is capable of so much, so much, when we don't want to limit its potential by giving it a label or a name like ADHD and all that nonsense, but it, we want it to 
go beyond the label. We want it to go to what I know humanity can do and the miracles that humanity can perform. So concentration, friends, is all about skill building. It's a skill that we have to exercise on the daily, but you have to do it on purpose. And it is a matter of what we call being in the moment and quieting the mind. It is a formula of both. So being in the moment is another way to say that I don't think about anything else except in the moment. So let's start with the unfortunate ways that we get derailed into believing that being so loud in our brain is going to be beneficial. And I want us to get rid of those things because once you get rid of those things habitually, you will be able to sit in quietness and concentrate a lot easily as a side effect of quieting that brain. I promise you it will work that way. So let's start with the first skill that we need to be practicing of being in the moment. So at work, that would look something like, I am only thinking about what is in front of me. Unfortunately, our brain will come up with to-do lists that we have to say over and over again. We will come up with opinions about whatever it is that we're doing, which causes a lot of heaviness, right? So if I'm thinking, I'm, I'm thinking of doing a report and I'm thinking, oh my God, this is going to be hard. It's going to take time. I still have all this stuff to do. Look at these opinions and judgments about this simple thing that if I just did it, it would be done, right? And that's what I mean by being in the moment. Your brain would just do it without any judgment and, or any opinion, without any other thought that would weigh this current activity that you're doing right now any heavier. I hope that makes sense. So being in a moment is just that. It is understanding that nothing else is worthy of your energy of thinking about it, except what you're doing right now with no judgment and no opinion. And we, we can practice that. We really can practice that. And at first your brain has glorified this I need to do this. I need to do this. And you nagging yourself all day and you attempting to motivate yourself by maintaining your alertness level so high because you're just telling yourself you have to do these things. You got to do these things. And you're repeating it over and over again. Of course, this is going to bog down your memory. It's going to, it's going to not help you enjoy the, the moment, enjoy your work. If we're just in each moment, living it by the moment, right? Then by the end of the day, I'm not exhausted versus I am in this moment, but my mind is thinking about the grocery shopping I got to do or um, whatever opinion I have about the traffic that I'm about to meet. And, uh, oh my God, I got to uh, wash these clothes and da, da, da. And I got to do this, do this stuff and pick up the kids. And this is going to be hard. And I have to wait for about 30 minutes because my kids have cheerleading practice. I don't know. So all, all this stuff is a lot of thoughts. It's not that you don't have to, it's, it's not that you're not going to do these things. It's that you know you're going to do them. You don't need any opinions added onto them. And most of the time, we think nothing of that. We think that if I'm just thinking all these thoughts, I'm not paying up, but you are. You're paying up with it emotionally. We are producing these thoughts and we have feelings corresponding with these thoughts and you're investing a whole lot. It's a lot of cortisol producing, stress initiating type of day that you're having when in fact what I'm doing is not that stressful. It may not be that stressful at all. It's what I do every freaking day. I go to work. I do the work. I go and pick up the kids from school. I go and do my, the dinner. I get kids started on homework, whatever. It's the same thing I do 
each day. But when I have opinions and thoughts and to-do lists in the middle of all these things I'm doing, it causes me to um, just think everything is, needs to be a priority in my brain. There's no discipline in what thoughts you are actually looking at and engaging in. So one would say that the practice of thinking is an intentional practice. That means I think a thought that I want to think of it. And if it does not produce good energy or good feelings or good hormones, I need to go ahead and release it. After a while with this habitual way of thinking, unfortunately, we actually feel comfortable, even though it doesn't feel comfortable, but it feels comfortable to be in stress. Well, let me rephrase that. It feels normal for us to be in stress and high level, high level alertness is the best way to say that. Okay. We don't need to be. We don't have to be. I mean, none of us are living in a war zone, but yet we behave like it's a crisis management situation all day long. So quieting the brain is going to be a little tricky if your expectation of changing this habit of being in the moment as an immediate thing. It has to be a gradual thing because it gradually took time to have what you currently have if you are a person that has difficulty concentrating and being in a moment. So it makes sense that gradually we must work on this. But if you're doing it intentionally, like I always say, it's going to be a lot shorter duration of you fixing this problem because you're doing it on purpose. So in this country, in this side of the world, and actually many parts of the world that glorify the idea of work, workaholism, uh, we tend to be fascinated with the glory of worrying. I mean, I remember growing up, my mom was a constant worry wart and people around me worried about everything. Even though it was the daily activities, they verbalized this out loud and they were worriers. And of course, I inherited this in the beginning. I inherited this way of self-talk and this way of talking out loud. Like everything had to be immediately gratified and I have to know the immediate outcome of everything, which kept me wanting to think, 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 think until I determine what is certain about something that is not certain, which could be, you know, all day worrying and obsessing about uh, something. So because we have this incredible amount of glorified beliefs about thinking and worrying, we have become very undisciplined in our thought process. In our mind, we make everything a priority to think about. It is not a skillful type of thinking in any way. It is very much everything is a priority and it's pretty freaking loud pretty freaking loud. So this is, my friends, not natural for us, actually. It is, it goes against our nature. And how I know that is because it doesn't feel good. It destroys us on the inside because what stress causes could be stomach problems, headaches, um, tension in, in the body. And eventually with continuing this worry and this need to uh, make everything a priority is going to eventually cause you to get sicker and sicker and sicker and your body's going to want to slow down. So the only way it can glorify to do this, unfortunately, is to make you sick enough to be bedridden. Yep, I've seen it. I don't care what anybody says. I've seen it. I've seen that people that are much more bedridden, fibromyalgia, all those fancy little diseases I think it's really caused by the mind. It would be silly to think that your mind and your your mind that causes those feelings and they impact the rest of your body and its organs, it's, it's hard to not admit that there is some 
major, major thing we need to look at here that your mind is controlling your body. It is manifesting diseases in it to slow you the hell down. So let's help it out. Let's start preventing these things by finding value in not thinking about everything. And we even say this, like we're so proud of this. Well, I'm an overthinker. I'm an analytical person. I over, um, I overdo it sometimes. Like it's a, it's a, it's a great thing to overthink. No, it is, it is not. That means you're not disciplined and that you have no precision and no clarity in the way you think. That's what it means. So I hope I destroy this glorified idea that overthinking or being analytical or just being so alert is a great thing. No, it is, it is, it is not. It is not at all. Not at all. We want to be disciplined in our thought. We want to be precise, but this will take time. So you got to do it a little bit at a time and be aware of your beliefs. If you're starting to glorify it, uh, this, this madness, I, we need to stop this. We need to stop this glorification of overthinking. It doesn't make you a better person. It doesn't make you a responsible person. We need to start detaching the idea that I'm more uh, useful and productive when I think myself to death. I even heard somebody recently come in, a patient that was saying that I just take work home. Oh my God. Like that, that just tells me, you know what? It, it, it I get my value from being a martyr <laughs> and that in, in no way do I want to stop this and I want to resent myself eventually for it later because I can't slow down. I even met somebody recently that had difficulty retiring after, I don't know how many years, 20, 20 something years in this very high stress level job. And they decided to retire, but they went back to work because they just couldn't sit still. They're just too loud on the inside and work acts as a distraction because they have this need to be productive. It is a false idea. It will never, never leave us alone if we continue to glorify it and to continue to follow through with it and reinforce it. Keep feeding this monster with these thoughts that you have, or we can stop it now. And how we do this is by going to places we never gone before. Okay. Really going to the brain and, and really thinking in a way that helps us heal ourselves, not become more productive and more useful. And I think, and I think, and I worry, and I worry, and I'm amazing because I think, and I worry, I'm so responsible. We want to, we want to move away from that and really go to quietness. This will be practiced. Your brain doesn't want to do this all at once. It will want it to slow down a little bit of time to do that. So bringing yourself back to the moment as you are living each moment of the day. If you are eating your lunch, I need you just to eat your lunch. That's it. I don't need you to do work while you're lunching. No need for that nonsense. Nobody's paying you for it and you are worthy of your break. And I need you to start thinking, I'm worthy of taking breaks. I am worthy. I am worthy. I don't need to get sick so I can take a day off. I can take a day off to enjoy my quietness and my, and, and rebuild my soul and feed it beautifully in this time off. I don't have to have a good reason, like close to death, you know, experience in order for me to take time off. We don't need that, people. We don't need that. Eventually, we will deteriorate and all that we think we've worked towards will not be there on our deathbed. Those thoughts 
and those what ifs and those it should be's and it must and I gotta know stuff that I can't know. All these thoughts that you produce energetically in your body will eventually take a toll on that body. I need you to stay in the moment. And it's really as simple as that. Tell your brain then when a thought comes in and you want to scratch that negative energetic itch, go ahead and not scratch it. Just command your thought to go away. Command your thought that I don't, I already know what I have to do. I don't need a to-do list. Thanks. Those are the commands you need to spit out to your brain when thoughts that are useless come in. We talked about those useless thoughts, the what ifs, the, the anything that you're thinking about that is not in front of you. If you can't think about the future without running into a dark, deep hole of obsession, obsession and fear, then do me a favor. Don't think about the future. You're living anyways, every single second of the day and you'll eventually hit the future. Okay. Don't, don't bother making things happen that way or getting to know things you can't know. So don't bother with that thinking process. It'll kill you eventually, but a lot earlier than you want to. So I don't need to be morbid, but hey, it's a real conversation we're having here. It's one of the main things I see with people when they come in. They're stressed and they still find so many justifications to remain in stress level. Even if they live every day and they know their routine, it's it's like they can't help it. They create chaos. It's not because it's real chaos. It's what they're used to, what they find familiar, what they think is worthy. So start with every day being in the moment. It's a practice of that. And I promise you with some time, you'll be able to concentrate and increase that concentration a little bit at a time. Kind of like when you're working with a kid, same thing happens. We want to give them pills sometimes way too freaking early instead of sitting with them and allowing them to do an activity and watch them concentrate on it. And we increase their concentration gradually. Maybe they'll color a little bit of the picture, they get up and walk away. That's fine. I don't force people to, I don't force kids to, to, to finish anything. We want to come back and want to do it some more and it'll gradually increase and they'll find some benefit to sitting there and focusing and they'll do it with ease. We don't have to focus. We don't need to focus and concentrate. Remove all the judgments about having to focus. And I promise you, it will not weigh energetically heavy in your body. It'll be much lighter with no judgment. So when you're working with yourself, I need you to sound really good about yourself. Be patient with yourself. A little bit of time as the thoughts are going to bombard you. You need to be aware and don't scratch that itch. What I mean by that is that don't pull these thoughts and look at them and say, why am I thinking that? Why am I feeling that? Please, please, we're not, we're not that deep. Go ahead and not do the whys and, and the what ifs. Just kind of let them go. We don't need to know why. We are thinking habitually. That's all we do is think habitually. We are not that original. So don't ask, why am I thinking that? Why am I feeling that way? Because that exploration most of the time never takes us to a good place. It takes us to a place of attempting to know the unknown, right? Or um, all the other scenarios that can come with it that can cause us endless, infinite possibilities of thinking into a dark hole. We become obsessive and really self-involved really self-involved um, because we're all about our emotions and our thoughts and our feelings and I don't pay attention to no one. So I could be sitting with my son, but I'm not 
really paying attention to him. I could be at work, but I'm not really paying attention to work because my mind is thinking about all the other things. You guys, we can do this. We can increase our concentration. I promise you, I'm not the first one to think about this. This is ancient literature that's out there. Um, stuff that's on mindfulness, being present, being in the moment. I'm just breaking it down for your brain to kind of get those suggestions quicker. That's it. But it's been said before. Uh, I'm just saying it a little different for you. Okay. Let's get started on that. Stop glorifying this need to make everything a priority. It's going to take a little bit for you to feel chemically comfortable with quietness. So we got to get you started on this now, right this moment. And don't justify scratching any of these thoughts, scratching any of these itches <laughs> that, you know, will eventually take you into big old rash. And what starts off with um, a, a small little tiny um, drop of ink will eventually, dis- in the water, will eventually discolor the whole darn water with our obsessive mind. We're never going to have fun. We're never going to enjoy. And eventually we'll get sick and our body will want to slow down. And the way it's going to do it, it's just going to make us sick in order for us to slow down. We don't want none of that people. All right. I love you guys so much and happy, happy Mercury retrograde. If there's such a thing, please, you guys take care of yourselves. I'm sending you love, light, and reclaiming the power of the moment. This has been an episode of drive through.